Thanks for checking out our teaching from this week. Our hope is that it will encourage you to take a next step in growing in your relationship with Jesus. Let's get to it. Hey, what's up? My name is Chris, lead pastor here at Grace River. I want to say thank you so much for watching online today. I hope wherever you're at, uh, whether you're driving down the road, watching from home, that you're able to take a next step as you meet, know, and follow Jesus. That's been my prayer for you as you watch this this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking things out. We are in the uh, beginning of a brand new series called Lies That We Believe. And I really believe this. There are lies that float around in every one of our craniums, every one of our brains, and every one of our souls every day that keep us from living the life that God really has for us. And if we're not careful, we begin to actually believe these lies. And so this is a four-part series. You're checking out week one. I want to encourage you to come back next week, whether it's online or in person, to check us out. Uh, again, in-person services, we've had three of them now, 8.30, 9.45, and 11. So that's 8.30, 9.45, and 11, online at 8.30. Thanks again for checking us out. And uh, man, my prayer for you is you take a next step today. And so uh, the, the number one lie that we're going to talk about today, the first lie that we begin to believe is this lie that we can do it on our own. This comes from the self-help movement that says, hey, you're strong enough, you're good enough, you're brave enough, you're courageous enough. And what I want you to know today is this is a lie because without God, we are not able to make it on our own. And so we cannot do it on our own. My hope today is to give you a couple tangible next steps for you to take a next step as you meet, know, and follow Jesus. So John chapter 15, verse 5 is where we're going to be today and a couple other passages as well. Uh, I'm a big Notre Dame fan, and so uh, I, I love to quote Lou Holtz from time to time. Lou Holtz was a legendary Notre Dame coach, and he says this, after all is said and done, more is said than done. And that's really the truth, is that we talk a really big game. When it's all said and done, way more is said than is actually done. And so, man, if you want to live a life that's meaningful, if you want to live a life that has significance, it's not about doing better and trying harder. Instead, what it's really about, it's about surrender. And so it's not about you controlling everything, you having everything. It's really about you surrendering everything over to this holy God and say, God, I'm all yours. I'm all in for your purpose and your cause for my life. So it's not about control. It's really about surrender. So John chapter 15, verse 5, uh, this is known as the farewell discourse. And so uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's getting ready to go to the cross. And this is a, a really pivotal, important moment where he's giving them some final instructions uh, before he's arrested, uh, before he's put on trial three different times, before he's crucified, and before he resurrects from the grave. And so uh, we're going to talk through this today. John chapter 15, Verse five, let's take a look at verse five here. It says, Jesus says, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. And so he's helping us to understand something. He's the vine. We are as followers of him, the branches, right? Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. So he's saying, if you stay connected to me, if you remain faithful to me, uh, I remain in you and your life will produce much fruit, that your life will have significance, that your life will have meaning, that your life will have purpose. And then, but then he goes on to say this, and this is the scary part that should get all of your attention. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So I've got a quick illustration to show you here. This is Brian the branch. So this helps us kind of understand something. Brian is a branch that's separated from the vine. He's decided that he is going to buy the lie of going at it alone, that he's strong enough, courageous enough, good enough, smart enough to do this life without God. And if we're honest, 
Uh, we can pick on Brian, but if we're honest, we all do this from time to time in our lives because we think, hey man, I have got this. And so what's Brian do? Brian does what we all do, right? So Brian goes out and decides to get himself a pair of Air Jordans. He's like, man, like I, I, I get some new kicks and I can impress people with my new clothes, my new shoes, uh, and that will win me some friends and I can influence some people. I'll feel better about myself. Uh, and so he goes and gets himself a new pair of Nike Air Jordans. Then he goes and gets himself a, a new Bronco because, man, let's just face it, these Broncos are absolutely awesome, right? So he decides uh, to go out and to finance a brand new Bronco. He doesn't have like a real job yet, uh, but he's like, man, I've, I've got to get myself a nice car, and so he does that. And then he gets himself a lady, right? And so he gets himself a babe, and so uh, he gets in a relationship, and he's thinking that all these things, everything's kind of clicking in his life, and he's doing all this without God, thinking that, man, I can do this on my own. And look how, look how he's doing, man. He's, he's a couple days into this, and everything seems to be going so great. He's up to his eyeballs in debt, uh, with his Nikes and with his with his Bronco. He's got a new lady to impress. Uh, and then he goes out and gets himself an actual real job. And so, man, like, like so now he's actually making money. Again, by like day four or five, this is all making really good sense. And it's like, oh man, all of a sudden, now I even got money to pay for all this. And so uh, th- he's in this relationship. Uh, he's got this car. He's got these nice shoes. Uh, but then he also goes out and says, you know what, I've got, I got to make myself feel even more whole. I got to get myself a pet. So he decides he's going to give himself a little puppy, right? Right? So he gets himself a puppy, and this is a really cute dog, as you can see. And uh, we don't have a name for him. Maybe the name's like Brian Jr. Who knows, right? But if your life is anything like Brian the Branch and anything like my life, you can only do so well for so long by yourself on your own, because eventually the girl breaks up with you, and that's what happens with Brian. And so now he's left feeling really lonely. Uh, and then uh, he, he doesn't stick it out in his job. He, he, he's a little down and out. Job performance wasn't going great, and so he loses his job, loses his source of income. As a result of losing the source of income, the repo man comes and picks up his Bronco. And then he comes home one day uh, and doesn't have a Bronco and comes home and realizes that his dog has peed on his shoes, right? So it's a bad day for Brian the Branch. And I want to reemphasize what Jesus says here at the end of verse 5 in John chapter 15. He says, you can do nothing apart from me. Nothing. I looked up nothing, and it just simply means nothing. You can't do anything apart from God. Anything of real significance with your life, you will never be able to accomplish on your own. And so I want to give you some handles to this today, just quickly. How to live a life with God. And so how do I live a life where I remain in him, he remains in me? How do we actually live this out in our in our daily lives? Cuz man, John chapter 15 verse 5 sounds amazing, doesn't it? Man, all I got to do is remain in God. But let's just let's be honest for a second. That's a lifelong struggle. Because it means every single day I have to wake up saying, God, I'm all yours. God, I'm, I'm, I'm in with what your plan is for my life. And so a couple quick steps, really just two of the day. Step number one is to simply do this, is to simply ask for help. You know, the founder of AA uh, had something going for himself because he realized that we, we aren't strong enough. In order for us to kick addictions, the number one step of the 12 steps, which is based out of Christianity, based out of the 12 tribes in the Old Testament, also based off of the 12 disciples as well. The point here, though, is this, is that the success behind AA, the number one step is to admit that you need help. And if we're honest, we all really struggle with that because there's this thing inside of us called pride. And if we're not careful, that pride will keep us 
from asking for help. And so if you want to remain in God, if you want to live a life with God, it takes a daily coming to God and asking God for help with your day, help with your life. Psalms chapter 121 verse 2 says this, My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Man, how incredible is that? That we would declare as followers of Christ that our help doesn't come from our spouse, our help doesn't come from our career, our help doesn't come from our kids. Like those are all helpful and great things. But the number one source of my, my help and your help should come from God. He is Lord, right? My help comes from him who made heaven and earth. And so my question today is this, who does your help come from? What is your number one source of help in your life? Where do you get your confidence? What are you anchored in? And my hope for you today is that you would take that next step of simply just saying, man, I'm going to ask for help from God every single day. And I think, I think sometimes we're afraid to do that. Sometimes we think that God's too busy for us. But I've got kids, right? And maybe you're watching and you've got kids or you'll have kids someday. And I want you to know that like, there is nothing greater as a parent than when your kids ask for help. When they come to you, no matter what their age is, whether they're a toddler or a teenager, and they come to you and they say, hey, I need your help. As a dad, I'm all in to help them with whatever, right? And I want you to know our Heavenly Father wants to respond to us in the same way, but we are so prideful at times. Uh, we are so hard-headed at times thinking that we can go at it alone, which is the lie that we believe. And what he wants is he just wants to simply hear from us. Man, would we do that? In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. This is really a passage about prayer. That we will come boldly to him knowing that he's going to hear us. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. I wonder today, is today the day for you? You're listening, you're watching today. Maybe today's the day for you that you need God's help right now more than ever. And I want you to know he's close to you. He wants to hear from you. And so maybe today is a day for you to stop, even right now, to pause this and just simply say, God, help me. That's the next step for you this week is that you would just simply, God, help me. And then what's the blank? God, help me with my finances. God, help me with my addiction. God, help me with my marriage. God, help me with my emotions, my depression. Like, I don't know what, what it is for you. God, help me with my career path. I don't know what the next step is for you, but man, today, would you invite God in and say, God, I, I need desperately your help. That's the first step, is that you would ask God for help. The second step is this, is that you would put yourself in a position where you need God's power. That you would put yourself in a position that if God doesn't show up in your life, uh, you may be dead. And I don't mean like physically dead, but I'm just saying like, you're counting on God so much. You're taking such a step of faith in your life where if he doesn't show up in your life, you're really in trouble. But what I want you to know is, is that whenever you take those kinds of faith steps where you trust him more and more, and when you start looking more and more like him and less and less like who you used to be, that's whenever God shows up in your life. The Apostle Paul knew a thing or two about this. He wrote half of the New Testament. Uh, and, and most of his writings actually happened from a prison cell uh, where he experienced physical weakness the Apostle Paul wasn't the kind of guy that, was, that, that would write things about being strong and, and you can do it on your own. Uh, all of his writings really have Christ as a central message saying this, you can't do it without him. 
I remember reading this passage in my 20s thinking, uh, in my early 20s, thinking that in order for me to be right with God, I had to do better and try harder and be a more religious person, that I had to get stronger. And I would read passages like this and it would remind me and help me to understand that it's not about my strength, but it's about God's strength. And me counting on the finished work of the cross and what he's already done for me instead of me doing better and trying harder. It's really about me believing and receiving what Christ has already done for me. So look at this passage in 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5. Paul's talking about his preaching here. He says, And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied, look at this, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. And I wonder if that's your life today. Like, could you honestly say that you are relying on the power of the Holy Spirit? Or are you relying on your own strength? And I want you to know, just like Brian the Branch, if you're relying on your own strength, you will be incredibly let down in life. We go on to read verse five. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. So there's two sources of wisdom here. There's human wisdom that says, hey man, you're smart enough. Girl, you're good enough. Guy, you've got enough courage, enough, enough strength. And then there's godly wisdom that says, would you just shift all of that weight onto me? Godly wisdom says that when I am physically weak, that is just the starting point for God to be active in my life. He goes on to say in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 through 10, he's talking about a thorn in his flesh here. He's talking about pain that he's going through. And he says, uh, each, he's talking about a time that he's prayed to God and what God spoke to him. Each time God said this to Paul, my grace is all that you need. He goes on to say, my power works best. God's power works best whenever we're weak, in weakness. So now I'm glad. So Paul writes this, I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses. Paul's saying, man, I, I brag on the fact that I'm not very strong. I brag on the fact that I'm not all that intelligent. I brag on the fact uh, that, that I didn't get myself here, right? That, that I'm not strong enough, I'm not good enough, so that the power of Christ can work through me. And then in, in verse 10 here, that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses, in the insults and the hardships and the persecutions and the troubles that I suffer for Christ. Man, could you find a time this week to find pleasure in the hardship that you're going through? To find pleasure in the difficult season that you may find yourself in? That's what Paul is saying here is that through, through insults, when people insult you, when you go through something hard, when you're persecuted, when you experience troubles, that you're actually aligning your life with Christ. And then he goes on to say, for when I am weak, then... I'm strong. And that is completely countercultural because human wisdom says, man, you're strong enough. You're good enough. You can do this on your own. But what godly wisdom says is, is complete opposite is that when you are weak, God is strong in your life. And so I wonder today, would you put yourself in the position for God to show up in your life? Would you put yourself in the position where you need God's power? Two quick steps, and then I'm going to pray for you. What's your next step? The first one is this, is God help me with whatever that is. Fill in the blank. Would you just fill it in right now in your mind? God help me with whatever it is. Maybe you're going through some job stuff right now, some family stuff right now, some financial hardship right now. Maybe it's a health thing for you. Like, I don't know what it is. 
We're all going through something. And so would you just simply say, God, help me with this. Fill that blank in. The second thing is, is choose to be, make the choice to choose to be weak on purpose so you can be empowered by God. Make the choice to choose to be weak on purpose so that you can be empowered by God. I'm going to pray for you right now. So would you bow your heads, close your eyes, unless of course you're driving. Don't do it if you're driving. But would you bow your heads and close your eyes right now and you think about these two next steps. God, help me with fill in the blank. The second thing, choose to be weak on purpose so that you can be empowered by God. I'm going to pray for you right now that you would take a next step courageously making the choice to say, God, I am not strong enough to do this life on my own. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for my friends uh, that are listening online today, watching online. And God, I pray that each one of us would take a next step closer to you as a result of John chapter 15, verse five. God, we recognize today that you are the vine and we are the branch. And apart from you, we can do absolutely nothing. And so God, I pray today that you would help us to, to ask you for help. Give us confidence to come boldly to you and ask you for help. Also, God, beyond just asking for that help, Lord, help us to live an empowered life by you, positioning ourselves every single day so that you can show up and empower our lives. God, I thank you for the promise that we don't have to do this alone. It's in Jesus' name that we pray all this. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We would love to see you at one of our in-person services, which meet at 8.30, 9.45, or 11. If you feel inclined to give, you can do so by visiting our website at graceriver.cc. Have a great week, and we hope to see you soon.